Hello? Hey, Depa. Hey. <laughs> uh, you Are you ready for a little bit of live phone call euphoria? Yeah, uh, serving you voice over internet protocol realness. This is this is the new reality in the world that we live in. Uh, <laughs> so I guess we'll do the introduction as normal. Hello, welcome. This is episode 10 of the Euphoria podcast coming uh, to you via the power of Discord. Shout out to Discord. Thanks, team. Um, SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can get it in all the same places that you normally would. Uh, and if you're wondering why these specific things, you may be living under a rock or you may be trapped in your house without internet, which would be a shame. Uh, but then how would you be listening to this podcast? So hopefully you're all well informed. We're here today to talk a little bit about kind of the crazy situations that we find ourselves in here as the LAC production team. And Depp, why don't you introduce yourself? Because I think once people know who you are, they'll understand a little bit more about why you're here today. Yeah. Um, so I'm Deppa, uh, Riot Triaged. I'm one of the producers on LEC. I'm also the producer for the Euphoria podcast. Ooh. And for the past week, it's been all hands on deck behind the scenes to kind of figure out how the LEC responds to our studio closing down for the uh, COVID-19 situation. So before we talk about um, kind of everything that is going to be happening, obviously good news and the announcements that the LEC is coming back, I want to take a look back at kind of what happened and what got us to this stage, because as, as a fan, as an outside viewer, I think you look on the 12th of March, we have an announcement about Origin playing remotely, seems fine, rest of the league is still running normally, and then lo and behold, 15 minutes before broadcast, we're, we're suddenly, we're canceled, the LEC is gone. Uh, talk to me a little bit about like what happened there. Yeah, so it was, uh, it was a situation that we'd been monitoring for a while. Um, the different uh, countries having their own responses to travel uh, with regards to COVID-19. And as you'd said, we knew that Origin was going to be playing remotely, and we had spent our time uh, making sure that all of our tech was in place for teams to play online again for the first time since Challenger out of the LEC studio. And it was a normal day. I mean, we were rehearsing. Uh, I'm pretty sure you saw the various like tweets, posts that shocks uh, everyone from the team was making. Uh, and as you said, 15 minutes before show, uh, we were informed that a member of the crew uh, potentially had been exposed to COVID-19. And as a result, uh, out of an abundance of caution, we were going to be uh, suspending the LEC. Uh, this was a call that came from our head of esports and the senior leadership of uh, the LEC, and uh, they had made the decision only minutes prior to informing us with the information that had just presented itself. And now we have this crew of 80 people uh, kind of at their stations ready to do a show. We just finished, you know, lunch and we're about to go live, and we're told that we have to essentially go off air before we had even started. So I, I was, so I, I am an interesting situation. Most people would assume that I'd be behind the scenes, but interestingly enough, this was my off day. So I, I'm at home and I, I see a tweet 
I think minutes before the email comes out, because this is all happening so incredibly last minute that the public's got to be informed first because we're going to be late. And then everyone else kind of gets the update afterwards. But can I ask more about like, what is it like in that atmosphere when, when people find out that this is being canceled? Is it like, uh, okay, that makes sense. So there are people freaking out. Cause I know, I know Effie had to go on air and give this big statement. How is, how is it kind of in the moment in the, in the heat of things? It was surreal. I'm not going to lie. Like there, there are very few moments in television, at least for me that I've had in my career so far where, uh, it feels kind of out of body almost like, when you're in a live environment, right, things can go wrong at any moment and you're constantly ready to respond quickly to situations. But how do you respond to being told that, you know, you got to shut it down? So it was kind of hearing that announcement was surreal. And it was almost like for the next 15 minutes, my body had gone into autopilot. I, I think a lot of other crew members would feel the same. Uh, immediately, we had to think, you know, the timer is still counting down. We have people who are tuned in to Twitch right now uh, expecting a show in 14 minutes now, 13 minutes. What what do we do? Uh, so the producers huddled with our on-air talent. We started talking. We said, you know, we this is the information we know. This is the reality of the situation. How are we going to present this to the audience? How are we going to break the news? Is this going to be a discussion? Is this going to be straightforward, matter of fact? And we're going to have two people present it, one person present it, who feels equipped to handle this conversation right now. Uh, and once we had decided a rough game plan uh, that uh, Shocks was going to deliver the news on the 16 wall and... Uh, we are going to end the show immediately following that. Uh, we didn't have an exact script, and we just kind of broke from there. Shocks to go get uh, her mic pack put back on and into position, waiting for a final copy of the script. Um, the producers delegating tasks now. One person focused solely on getting what uh, Shocks is going to say into our script software and into the teleprompter for her to read and rehearse. Another producer focused on kind of getting graphics for this announcement, uh, pushing people to get more information at our Twitter account uh, ready. Myself, I broke off and started working with our WorldFeed team uh, because the LEC doesn't just broadcast in English. It broadcasts in five other languages with broadcast partners, and we have to inform them now and get a script to them that they can translate uh, and tell them what's about to happen uh, so we kind of decided what our responsibilities are, and we ran off in our own directions. We didn't have a lot of touch points uh, by the time we had decided what was about to happen. It was 10 minutes left, and we just started working. Some people may have noticed, actually, that the timer stopped at zero minutes and zero seconds and held there for about three minutes, and that was because we had still not finished writing the script and fully having all of the assets and information for her audience prepared at that time. But once we were ready, uh, we had the announcement that Shocks made and then we were off. 
it's such a wildly different experience than my time at home. Because I saw a tweet and then I kind of just sat back and watched what was going to happen. You know, I opened Slack where we have all our work comms. I just like looked through the chaos in the channels. I was like, I was sitting back. I was just waiting to see what happened. So hearing a kind of the firsthand account of how <laughs> how chaotic, how crazy it is, I, I'm glad that I, I, maybe I don't want to sound too much like a shell here, but to my in my eyes, it went about as well as one of these things can go. Right. Like I, I've never seen I, I, to be fair, I've never seen this situation happen anywhere else um, where you're canceled, where we're canceling 15 minutes before a broadcast starts. Obviously, there's a ton of cancellations, Overwatch League, Rocket League, uh, live events being canceled left and right. But mm-hmm. this was the first one that I think has happened on, on such short notice with such a fast turnaround. Before we talk about um, the future, I'm curious if the kind of ongoing COVID-19 situation, has it sort of changed how you feel about your role and your perspective on your role right now? Because in theory, things can just can change so rapidly, um, whether it's due to, uh, you know, like country legislation, in, it, really anything, mm-hmm. um, you know, player illness, staff illness. Uh, how, how has that affected you approaching like your day-to-day job? I think this is where the role of a producer is the coolest in kind of a dark sense, I suppose. Um, Producing is this kind of vague discipline or this vague uh, job. It means different things for different companies, different production entities. Uh, And at at Riot, and, and for the most part, what a producer does is they steer the ship, right? They take in all of the information, They figure out the direction that we're going to be heading in, whether that's with a long-term strategy or a short-term emergency, uh, and they kind of direct the teams where they need to run. You know, we're not making as producers the graphics ourselves, or we're not, you know, making the decisions about people's outfits or or what they wear, right? Um, But the overall strategy and telling teams, like, this is the direction that we're going, we trust you, charge, um is really what it comes down to. And in a situation like this, where the situation is rapidly changing uh, with each passing day, uh, the team of producers on the LEC, it's myself, Kevin Bell, uh, and Brett Beeling, uh, along with uh, Dirk Nietzsche-Cutter as the executive producer, uh, we're starting every day with a meeting, assessing the situation, uh, figuring out where we're going now, how we're responding to it, uh, what changes we're making to the plan that we fell asleep with last night uh, to address for the changes today, communicating that to everyone. And then the outcome of that is we have a show this week. Uh, it, that's obviously an oversimplification. There are other producers for other teams at Riot that are helping us make these decisions and we're collaborating with. But as far as my role, um, it's really validating in a sense, I guess, because I'm here to make these decisions and there are many decisions to make. Yeah, I mean, and for the most part, I mean, you're week to week, LEC is a very, most of the work is done kind of the, the pre-production in terms of structure, right? Like we know what a, any given day of LEC looks like before we write that day or make those assets. And now any given day of LEC can happen from, from home, it can happen in studio. It can not happen at all. You just don't know until those, until those final moments, which is, I mean, crazy to watch from the outside. I've never felt more like a talking head than in the last week where I'm just like, all right, I'll, I'll show up when people tell me to show up because kind of everything is just different now. Everything has changed. And, uh, it's cool to hear that you, at least in the midst of all this chaos, are are somewhat grounded. 
Uh, and the good news to anyone watching at home, and if you haven't heard already, um, somehow, we are live. We are on. We are doing week eight and what originally would have been week nine. So can you walk me through what is happening here? How, how is this actually going to work? Yeah. So after the show uh, was suspended on Friday, uh, normally we expect to work on a Saturday. And the producers quickly, uh, with the time that we would have originally allocated to the show, uh, got together in a conference call and we just started brainstorming. How do we respond to the, I suppose, the roadblock that's ahead of us? If the situation is uh, we want to reduce uh, the amount of social contact that people have, and we're in a studio normally where there are a lot of human beings working. I, I think normally our crew is about 100 people for an average show weekend, and then you add the players, and then you add the audience and things like that. How do we do a show uh, where we're prioritizing uh, the viewer experience and competitive integrity uh, and do that while either reducing the number of people that are in the studio or not being in the studio at all. And with that charge, we developed three options uh, of varying scales. We said, let's make uh, a slight change, a medium change, and a huge change. Just to kind of paint a picture of what those looked like, the small change was, you know, some people uh, work from home and then people kind of double down and double dip on their responsibilities and we're kind of stretching ourselves a little bit, but we've reduced the amount of people in the studio. The medium option was we start to remove certain elements of complexity to our show, which allows us to reduce our staffing more. Maybe it's we stop doing things on stage, for example, and then we can reduce our in-house audio guys, we can reduce our in-house lighting guys, we can reduce our stage managers. And then the most extreme option of this is no one at all goes to the studio and the entire show is done from our homes, dot, 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 somehow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we didn't know the somehow, um, but that's what we ended the day with. Uh, we presented those options to a larger variety of individuals on Monday, which was our engineers, how much of this is feasibly possible from a technology standpoint, what we have uh, to our live production team and our live operations team, you know, how feasible is it that the players are playing from home in this scenario and maybe doing interviews uh, and things like this. Uh, we did our assessments and then we decided to move forward with the most extreme change, actually, which is the entirety of the show is being done from our homes, like Euphoria is right now. Um, and what that takes is a lot. I, I really don't even know how to break down what happened next in a chronological sense, because so many people are moving forward with what does this look like? Everyone's from home. Are we still using the technology in our studio, but we are connecting to them remotely? And from there, the show is still happening, quote unquote, out of the studio? Or are we building new technological solutions? Um, are we building uh, new workflows that we've never really utilized before in the LEC? The decision that we made uh, in the end was... The technology in our studio uh, is highly complex, requires a lot of engineers, and while it's reliable, if something did happen in the studio, if no one was there, we wouldn't really be able to respond to it that easily. 
So we made the decision to build a fleet of desktops that had identical hardware and identical software on them. Today, I drove around delivering these stations to all of our casters and observers and things like this. And now we are doing a show that is based out of OBS, actually, um, from our producers' homes. So our producers are going to be switching the show uh, on the desktops in their homes and the observing, the casting, everything is going to be remote and broadcast from the casters' homes and from the observers' homes to the producer's computer. And then from the producer's computer, that's going to go out uh, to the world to watch. I mean, this is such a huge shift. And while I think everyone's happy to have the LEC back, it's absolutely wild. I got my PC today. I was one that got delivered by QuickShot instead of you. He uh, came in gloves and a mask, totally uh, decked out to be as cautious as possible as he handed me my PC and my peripherals, which I'm, I'm recording on now. Uh, so this is going to be totally insane. But I my thing is, if you're an LEC fan... What can you what can you expect from the level of the broadcast? Like, how much of a hit is this is going to take? Because I think we all saw, uh, if you missed it, Ender streamed in houses, and while they were a ton of fun, they were in no way also run through OBS. Now, as our show will be, they were in no way, um, let's say, the shining light of production quality. They were a, they were a bit of a disaster in terms of production quality. Vettius was playing guitar and singing; it was all over the place. Like, what can people expect from from production quality? What can they expect the LEC show to look like in this world where we're producing out of OBS and everyone's working from their home computers? I would come into the LEC this weekend with the expectation that it's not going to be the full show that you would come to think of the LEC as being. Uh, normally, you expect uh, our video content team to be on it with that spicy EU content. We see player cameras, some awesome camera movements, live updating graphics, things like this. Those are all reliant on technology in our studio and people actually being there. And now that we're at home and building all of the show from scratch again in this new world, uh, it's going to be pretty uh, reduced in scope. Everything that we're making for the show this weekend is pre-produced. So we're starting to look at, you know, what graphics can we create for this new setup with the systems that we have access to currently? Uh, they're not going to be as dynamic or in the moment uh, from the beginning because we're still building these systems and these workflows today. As we're recording this right now, actually, engineers are doing signal testing to make sure that all of the feeds that we need to distribute from our homes are going to where they need to go in a high enough quality to do the show. The graphics team right now are building these graphics. The video team are cutting these videos. Uh, so the goal is uh, you won't have webcams uh, or video uh, cameras for this first weekend. We are going to be showing the gameplay and we're going to have audio from our casters. We're still going to try to have replays uh, both live during the game and also at our virtual analyst desk. We're going to be making videos that we have uh, the ability to edit with our video team from home. And uh, the good news is, because we were about to do week eight last week, we were able to take most of the assets that we had pre-prepared uh, and make them for this show right now uh, because we're doing week eight all over again 
in the future, I expect the quality to improve. Uh, on the sidelines, we have a lot of members of our team starting to tackle, you know, what would a live graphics generator look like if I'm from home and need to get these graphics to our producers? What would uh, a, the webcam situation look like? Do we need to make sure that everyone has access to the same quality of webcam? Does everyone have a webcam? Uh, all of those answers we can start to tackle next week once we've gotten a show built for this week. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, it, it's wild that this is coming together so quickly. As someone who, um, yeah, on Friday found out that they weren't working, then had no idea if they were going to work again or if they were in, um, it's not quarantine. We'll call it social isolation. You know, everyone on the broadcast team playing it safe, trying to make sure in this time where of uncertainty that they're not risking anyone else. And yeah, to then turn around and then be working again next week from my my desk at home, full of all of its uh, honestly just unprofessional mess luckily we don't have webcams this week so you'll all be saved from that but just very wild very very crazy turnaround um how much changes in terms of of tone for the broadcast when we talk about like what we can expect from casters the other thing about the in-house is that it was it was you know it was very casual and while some people love that like can people still expect the same level of like professionalism from the cast or are we going to see a shift in tone at all what's what are your thoughts on that we're aiming to keep the tone identical to an LAC show. Now, that comes with the caveat that, you know, we're not going to pretend that we're in our studio and we're not going to uh, ignore the situation and the circumstances that we find ourselves in. Uh, for example, German internet is a lovely, lovely thing in that across the board in all of our apartments, it's dramatically different. People who live in newer buildings have access to fiber. I'm calling you right now on a DSL connection, which is the Ooh. best that my apartment can do. Um, but the reality of that is, while we're trying to maintain the normal LEC tone and the normal flow of our show, if something happens where you know somebody loses internet for a little bit of time or uh, their internet connection is put under strain because everyone in their building is now home and streaming the latest uh, episode of whatever they're watching on Netflix... You know, it's the reality of the situation and we'll acknowledge it. We will uh, poke fun at it where we can poke fun and stay true to kind of uh, the EU production memes in a sense. Uh, but I think that we'll have a really good show that stays true to the standard LEC broadcast in light of the workflows that we're developing for the situation that we find ourselves in. I'm just ready to see if it happens. I think the thing that you brought about German internet strikes me. Uh, we'll, we'll see. You know, you never know. Hopefully everyone's connections are strong and stable. Hopefully everyone who's watching in Germany does so on 480p to save our internet and to save our broadcast all across Europe even. I'm joking. Just watch whatever feels normal for you or all the German viewers. Um, the good news is I'm not going to be broadcasting the show on my DSL connection. Kevin and Brett both have like really beefy fiber connections mm. so uh we're leaving it to them all right well they're saved by the way fiber companies if you're looking for a time to sponsor the lec now is the time where it solely relies upon you and your internet connections to keep us going shout out to who's ever out there on whatever internet provider you have depa thank you uh for taking the time to, to join me to kind of explain all of this stuff um for all the viewers at home i think 
this is the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me in my four years of working on a broadcast of mm-hmm. casting League of Legends. It's a stark return for many of us casters to the earliest days of our careers. Um, we're now in the Schrodinger's pants scenario. Is Draco's wearing pants? Is Draco's not wearing pants when he casts? You never know. I'm technically doing both, as long as you don't know. And that's that's I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the return to the early days, Depa. So thank you for walking us through that. I hope anyone who had any questions at home, you feel more assured that the LEC is going to keep going, even if it's going to look a little bit differently. Thank you for having me. So thank you to everyone who listened to this episode today. I know it wasn't quite the active League of Legends coverage that you may be used to, but no games were played, sadly. And it made it feel a little bit weird, honestly, to do a podcast about League of Legends with no games being played and with kind of the insanity that is uh, COVID-19 happening in the background. But rest assured, next week, now that we're used to this new setup, we'll be back with more Euphoria coverage, this time about the League and the games and the European League of Legends that you love so much. Thank you again for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you.